Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Bridge the Gap, Connecting Business Perspectives with your hosts, myself, Colton Cockrell, and Tricia Stetzel. Our goal is to bridge the generational, gender, and life experience gap in business through our unique styles of gathering information from our guests. Now let's get it started. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a beautiful Wednesday. Hopefully, it's beautiful where you're at. My name is Colton Cockrell. I am a certified financial fiduciary and independent financial planner with Share McKinley Group. And as always, I have my lovely co-host, and I'm not going to forget her because I was chastised before we started this recording to make sure I didn't forget to introduce her. So, ladies and gentlemen, please, where you're at, sitting, standing, whatever, give a round of applause for my lovely co-host, Miss Trisha Stetzel. Trisha, how was that? Yeah, you can hear it, right? I know. Well, I I still feel kind of slighted because your introduction, like all of the words that you say about yourself, way longer than mine. I'm just saying. Well, I'm I'm trying to make sure our guest gets plenty of time to talk. I could talk hours about you. I'm just, that's a disservice to your guest. (laughs) It is. All right. Hey, everyone. Trisha Stetzel here, Results Extreme Business Solutions. And it is my pleasure to introduce our guest today, whom I have known for many, many years, and she is amazing in her field. And I'm so excited to have her on the show today so that we can ask her some really hard questions. I'm kidding. Gretchen Umberger is a full-time realtor specializing in the greater Bay Area of Houston for over 17 years. Gretchen says she's been fortunate to have associated with two outstanding brokers in her career that shares her desire for excellence in service and up-to-date expertise. Gretchen attributes her success to always finding a way past obstacles, treating clients and transactions as if they were family, so true, and constantly adding to her skill set and most importantly, service after the sale. Gretchen, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Welcome, everybody. Yeah, so the, a lot of people don't really know Gretchen's backstory before she became uh, a realtor and why she became a realtor. And it's such an interesting story. And I mean, we won't spend a lot of time there because I mean, it's it's a great story that I, I want people to hear. Um, but one other thing I want you to know about Gretchen, why she's here today is because if you go into Gary Green um, down NASA and you walk in there, you take a immediate right. And she is the first, she has her own office that you just walk into everyone else's cubicle. She's one of the very few agents who has an office. That means she has some reputation of being one of the best in the in the in the whole office, which is a hundred plus um, realtors there. So anyway, sorry, I'm going to stop stroking you, Gretchen. I just want people to realize why we had you on yeah, today. Don't stop. <laughs> <laughs> don't stop. <laughs> I love it. Also, Gretchen and I have such a good time when we when we sit down one on one and we talk. But um, let, let's go into this. Let's jump in because there's a lot of interesting questions that I have right now. People, I want you to kind of walk this out because it's always kind of. I guess the math doesn't play out in my head here. So people are always saying, oh, it's the best time to sell a house, right? Because every, it's a hot market, it's a seller's market. But the thing that I've never understood is if you sell a house, don't you still have to buy a house? So In a lot of instances, yeah. <laughs> so how does that work out whenever you hear like all that, that jazz about how great of a seller's market it is and you need to sell your house? Well, there's a lot of, there's a lot of moving parts to that. So uh, it depends on the individual, um, uh, it, the instance, but let's say somebody's selling their house and um, they're typically going up, bumping up on a larger house or a higher priced house. So 
sometimes it really is benefits them, even though they're probably paying more for the house, um, but it's probably at a much lower interest rate. So over the life of the loan, it's really more advantageous. That I didn't even think about that. That see, and that is why I asked that question because I knew she would clear it up for me, Tricia. <laughs> I knew she would clear it up for you, Colton. So the difference here is this: the, Tricia has bought a few houses. Colton, not yet. Okay, but we're, hey, getting, but we're hey, getting there. <laughs> that actually leads me to a great question, but I'll wait for you, Tricia. I'll I'll let you take. Okay. Your yeah. So I'm really I the market. As Colton said, and, and Gretchen, I'm sure we'll talk about even in more detail, has been uh, crazy, right, in 2020. So I've heard about all of these, uh, let's call them bidding wars, right, where you have multiple offers on a house, which drives the price up. What if the appraiser comes out and says, um, I don't think so? Like, what happens when they've bid the price up so high that the house doesn't even appraise at that value? So let's kind of start with the beginning with the appraisal. You know, appraised value is solely based on history. You know, it's what happened yesterday. And that was in, within the last six months. So it's not that an appraiser has to, ha has to find comps that are at least equal to or more than the sales price of the house. So in many of these bidding wars, some of these buyers are, um, are saying, hey, I don't care what the appraisal comes in at because I'll pay the difference between the appraised value and the sales price. I'll pay it. And so it only takes one of those to make all the other sales valid, right? So if your neighbor, you know, says, if your neighbor bought their house and they paid $20,000 over the max average price for a house that like that, the next person that's going to buy that your neighbors made it easier for that next house to appraise. Wow. I never even thought about that. Interesting. Wow. So whenever I sell my first home in a, many decades from now, uh, I got to make sure I convince my neighbors to sell at a high price first, right? So I can have a confidence. So this is a show where you have two different generations, right? There's no... I mean, everyone knows that I'm a millennial and Trisha is obviously a Gen Xer. Uh, I'm just kidding, Trisha. <laughs> I'm, kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, she doesn't even, she looks like she's still 41. So all these new home buyers. So I don't have a house to sell. I'm going to be buying a house for the first time. So I'm kind of at a disadvantage in a way. And I get there's the interest rate, but I'm still buying a house at a premium. Is that correct? Actually, you're not at a disadvantage. First of all, you're going to be, you're not selling a house. So therefore you're not, you're, you, you're in a better position to compete in that. It's not going to be contingent on the sale of your house. There's a lot of buyers that are losing out in this battle because the, it's a risk factor for a seller to accept a contract where it's depending on the other buyer, their, the, their buyer's buyer, whether or not they can close. So you are you're a safer bet for a seller in that instance. Man, I need to uh, re-listen to this podcast after this is over. I feel like this is direct advice coming right towards me. <laughs> Absolutely. So Gretchen, I'm curious can you can you have a contingent on a contingent on a contingent? Like how far how deep can you go? 
Oh, you can go pretty deep. I mean, years ago, I've had one that was, it was four layers, right? Oh my gosh. And so for any one of those to fall apart would have just been disastrous for, for four families, right? Sure. Four different families couldn't, you know, move forward. So in this market, that, that's not going to happen. <laughs> I can tell you that, that is not going to happen. It, it would be hard put to find a seller who'd be willing to accept those terms and that risk. To take on that risk, it's a risk. Yeah. Cause that, that's actually a really good question, Trisha. I, that's really interesting. I've never even thought just past selling your own home, but what about the person moving? That's real. That's a great question. Uh, I, I don't really compliment you enough on your on your question. So I just <laughs> wanted. <laughs> so let's talk about this. How how did how did the the pandemic we just got? Well, I guess we're still technically in it, but 2020. How did that affect the markets? And, and just so our listeners understand that we're talking really kind of South Houston here when we're talking about the market specifically, because that's that's Gretchen's realm right there. So Gretchen, can you can you explain what happened? So it um, in real estate, you know, it was pretty it was pretty quick after the um, everything started shutting down about a, a little over a year ago um, that the real estate was deemed an essential service, right? So I had about two weeks at home where I was making phone calls where I couldn't go out and work. Um, and then um, it was just kind of starting. I, would, I wouldn't say business is normal because of course, like the rest of the world, you know, we're gloved up and, and masked up and bootied up, you know, put booties on our shoes and don't touch anything. And we have hand sanitizers hanging over, you know, off of handbags and everything. So there was that, but it also forced us, um, it really uh, made us really embrace technology um, if we hadn't already in the form of virtual tours and, um, you know, just all kinds of um, ways to, to be able to show properties, sell properties, and even close properties um, uh, at a distance or virtually. So I'm curious, Gretchen, did you close on any houses, buyers or sellers, where the person buying or the purchaser never even set foot in the house before? I did. I, I had a client. Uh, I, I'm on the relocation team at my company. So I had a relocation client that um, I showed them the house virtually via FaceTime when they were in Europe. They, um, an hour later, I'm writing a contract and send it to them for e-signatures. And then they saw their house probably during their buyer's walkthrough just the, the day before closing, <laughs> when they finally returned to the United States. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and that was after um, the seller had left who had just um, gotten their second positive uh, negative test after both of them having COVID. And so we made, you know, that was another layer to where we had to take special care, not just the house cleaning, but to bring in someone who could absolutely sanitize and lay down a layer in that house of, for this family that was about to move into it. Holy cow. Now, would you recommend that you buy a house before walking through it? <laughs> before <laughs> time in my career that that's happened so um of course there was a little bit of nerves there it's like oh my gosh you know but yes it closed they were very pleased so so 
And I'm curious about this because, um, you know, I, a lot of people, you know, they, they might think that they can sell their house and their owner, you know, they can represent themselves when buying a house. What is the, and this might be, you probably maybe not get this, but what is the importance of working with a professional, a realtor, whenever buying or selling a home? So in the state of Texas, you know, you can sell your own stuff. You know, you could, a buyer, you know, a buyer could buy their own without representation. Um, a seller could sell their own. You see for sale by owners all the time. Um, but the challenge is, is that uh, not having a professional in the mix is, is uh, poses some definite, definite potential risk, right? Um, in a, in a, Trek con- a Texas real estate contract, there's 23 different points of negotiation. You know, you don't, a buyer or seller don't even know what they don't know. <laughs> They're not even aware of what they don't know. And so in the blink of an eye, a seller could, you know, or a buyer, you know, could just a one checkbox could mean thousands of dollars and they wouldn't even know it until it was all done. So on that point, uh, I know a lot of people who have done a new construction purchase without a real estate agent. Would you suggest that someone have an agent, uh, even if they're purchase, purchasing new construction? Yes. So um, in new construction, there's a, there is always a just awesome, um, knowledgeable, friendly sales associate that you work with, you know, when you walk in the door, they're very nice and I enjoy working with them. But the fact of the matter is they work for the, the builder and they have the builder's interests. That's their number one priority. So unless you're represented by a realtor, um, you're, uh, you're at their mercy. You don't have, you don't know what comps, you know, what other homes like that have sold for, you know, they're not going to share that information for you because they're not working for you. So it's um, when you walk into a bill, if you, I'm sorry, that fix this. Um, when you go to a builder's um, office without a realtor, you are definitely at a disadvantage. And since I don't charge anything for buyer's representation, the seller always takes care of that it would really be um, not a good idea to not to go in unrepresented. And so, and you don't have to share this if you don't want to, I'm just kind of curious, but what, it's off the top of your head, I know you probably have one. Give me a horror story that you've heard from um, not being represented by a, a realtor. Um, well, for one, that I have someone that I know that bought a new construction house and, eat, and they said, hey, you know, I didn't have a realtor. I knew that the, the builder would have all these inspections. There'd be a city inspection and there'd be, a, you know, all these, in, you know, windstorm inspector. But they, it ended up there was some major problems with the property that a home inspector, which I always recommend even on new builds, um, would have caught. You know, and it would, it's something that was structural, not exactly uh, anything that could have been um, corrected easily. And, you know, it cost them some money to get it right. 
Oh gosh. And that's just one of the boxes and there's still 20 plus left. Holy cow. <laughs> right. And, and you know, that contract goes on and on and on forever. We don't speak realities. We say legalese, realities, right? So we need you yeah. to actually do the translation and be the go-between so that we can talk to the, you know, the buyers and sellers can actually have a good negotiation, right? Along the way. But not only that, Gretchen, you are well connected. You talked about no, you know, always sending or always telling your folks to use an inspector, which I think is brilliant. We all need one of those, right? Uh, but you're also well connected to other parts of that. And so having a realtor on board, would you agree, is important from that aspect because you connect them to other people that they're going to need along the way. Absolutely. So we, um, we have a list. I have a list of, of contractors that, you know, have only gotten onto that list because they were recommended by one of my other clients or we've used them or it's an agent. I've used them personally and they didn't, we don't charge a fee for them to go on that list, but if they do a bad job, guess what? They leave that list as soon as possible. <laughs> <laughs> You're out of there. <laughs> Um, but you know, we, I, we only put people on there that we want to put give to our best clients, you know, to make sure that they're well taken care of. So yeah, I love that. Now, let me ask you this every, every show we do this Gretchen, and I just got to ask, it's totally random off the wall question. You're going to be caught by surprise. And the reason okay. why I'm asking this question is because I'm thinking about those really good jalapeno poppers you made like a year and a half ago. <laughs> so Gretchen right now, what is in your refrigerator? Uh, well, there's a lot in my refrigerator. I have a, I've been to Costco, so I had a rotisserie chicken in there for whatever I need to make out of that because I'm starting this new diet from, you know, somebody we all know. <laughs> Dr. Roxanne. Dr. Roxanne. That's her name somehow. She just come, she's been mentioned the most out of anybody on our podcast. <laughs> Because we like her better than you, Colton. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Girl power. Mm. Girl power. Girl power. Okay, okay, so you got a rotisserie chicken. All right. What else? Rotisserie chicken. I've got a whole lot of eggs and a whole lot of um, fresh broccoli and carrots and celery. And I've been really stocking up on the veggies. All right. Remind me not to come over to your house in the near future. Okay. I'll let you take care of that yourself. So uh, <laughs> knock out those vegetables. <laughs> I won't mention the wine. <laughs> okay. Don't tell Roxanne. I won't tell Roxanne. <laughs> you said a whole bunch of eggs and Colton and I are like, yep, <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> That's on the approved list. Yeah. Oh, Whenever you're ready for a cheat meal, want to make those jalapeno poppers again, let me know and I'll definitely come and hang out with you, okay? <laughs> yeah, that is a cheat meal. Yeah. All right, Gretchen. So a serious question, if you're willing yeah. to divulge and sure. let our audience know what generation are you in? Oh, I'm a boomer. I'm a baby boomer. You wouldn't know it. Definitely yeah. not. So do you on the edge. I'm on the edge, but I'm a boomer. Okay. Yep. Well, now do you feel like you identify most with your own generation or some other generation? You know, obviously I identify with my own generation. However, I I work across the um the the realm of um generational 
um, buyers, you know, uh, millennials, the Gen Xers and Gen Ys and all of those, all those folks. But um, there is one thing I was going to share with you, which I find really interesting. It was a discovery I made a few years ago. You know, everyone always assumes uh, that those boomers, when they retire, are going to scale down. You know, they're downsizing. You know, everybody says, oh, are you getting ready to downsize? I, there's a whole niche of um, boomers that are buying the biggest, most expensive house they've ever had in their life. And it's because they are trying to create the environment for their children and grandchildren to guarantee that they're coming to see them for every vacation and holiday. You know, so they're getting the big house on the lake with the boat and the, the jet ski ramps and everything because they are the fun house and they are the gathering spot for the family. And I think that's just amazing. Thank you for sharing that. That is really cool. You know what's really cool too? Baby boomers is like the perfect generation for me to get connected with. So, I mean, that's fantastic. <laughs> Cool. That's really, that's really interesting. I would have never guessed that Gretchen. Thank you for that. I know. Mm-hmm. Surprising. So since we're, we're on a audio only podcast, um, we do want to get your information out there for our listeners in case they ever had questions. Um, so what I want you to do and remember audio only, so spell out names that you probably need to spell out, give us your, our listeners, your name, how they can contact you, phone number, email, whatever, uh, whatever you think is necessary for them to hear, okay? Okay, so um, again, I'm Gretchen Umberger, and my cell phone number, the best way to contact me directly is 832-746-4798. And the short version of my, li- uh, my email address, because it's long, and it's Umberger, so that's U-M-B-E-R-G-E-R, at Gary Green, G-A-R-Y-G-R-E-E-N-E.com. That's and awesome. my, and my, web, web, my website is Gretchen Umberger at or Gretchen Umberger.com. No dot. It's Gretchen G-R-E-T-C-H-E-N. Gretchen Umberger. Yeah. G-R-E-T-C-H-E-N-U-M-B-E-R-G-E-R.com. And I'll put a link in the show notes just to make it easy for people to click through. Gretchen, I, I was worried when, when Colton said that, I was like, Gretchen, Umberger, Gary Green. I was like, man, we're going to be here all afternoon spelling words. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on the show. It was such a pleasure to have you on. You're just a wealth of information. You have so much experience in the industry and we're so blessed to have you as a friend. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Y'all have a wonderful Easter weekend. Well, I shouldn't date it, should I? <laughs> you just totally gave it away in recording. Bad gummit, Gretchen. It is okay. Hey, I think people know that. It is all good. Gretchen, thank you again for being with us today. Hey, Colton, you ready for me to close the show? Uh, actually, one last little point here. I know we're going over time. Have y'all seen Pink Panther, the movie with uh, that really clean comedian? You know, where like the with Beyonce, the, never mind. Forget the old school it. one. Like the I like to buy a hamburger. That one. No. Okay. Gosh, you're like an idiot. Never mind. Every time I say umburger, I always want to say. Never mind. You never <laughs> see me. So it doesn't matter. Wow. Mind, <laughs> I'm hopefully listeners know what I'm talking about. Umberger. Uh, never mind. Just umberger. All right. Umberger. How's that? 
Okay. I like it. I like it. All right. So on that note, this concludes this week's podcast. Tune in next week for another exciting episode of Bridge the Gap, Connecting Business Perspectives. Thank you again for tuning into this week's episode of Bridge the Gap, Connecting Business Perspectives. If there's a certain professional or profession that you want to hear from, leave a comment in this week's Facebook post. Please subscribe and share this podcast. Colton Cockrell with Sharon McKinley Group LLC is located at 820 South Friendswood Drive, Suite 207, Friendswood, Texas, 77546, phone number 281-992-5698. Securities and investment advisory services offered through Next Financial Group, Inc. Member FINRA, Pacific. Sharon McKinley Group is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group, Inc.